Since the beginning, Mercedes-Benz has been a champion of women. After all, a young girl named Mercedes inspired the company's name, and it's been dedicated to the next generation ever since. From June to August, we shared bonus episodes that highlighted some of Mercedes-Benz's employees and ambassadors, who've been encouraged to pursue their dreams and have broken barriers while doing so. We also shared the I Am Mercedes campaign, which focused on young women across the country named Mercedes, who are making a difference in science, technology, social change, and in the creative arts. Thank you to the people at Mercedes-Benz for their sponsorship and for support of Womanica and women everywhere. To listen back to any of these bonus episodes, head to the show notes. everyone. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Anna Malika Tubbs, the author of The Three Mothers, How the Mothers of MLK Jr., Malcolm X, and James Baldwin Shaped a Nation. My work focuses on motherhood through the lens of feminism, intersectionality, and inclusivity. And I'll be your guest host for this month of Womanica. This month, we're talking about mothers, women who ushered forth new generations and new futures through their care, work, and imagination. Today, we're talking about a mother, educator, and civil rights leader who worked tirelessly to desegregate public schools in Boston. Please welcome Ruth Batson. Ruth Batson was born August 3rd, 1921, in Boston. She was raised by her mother, Cassandra Buchanan, a Jamaican immigrant. Cassandra supported the Black Nationalist Movement and brought young Ruth to meetings where people talked about Marcus Garvey and Black empowerment. During this time, Black families in Boston were only allowed to live in the neighborhoods of South End and Roxbury. Black residents made up just 3% of the city's population, and Ruth went to school in the South End alongside Italian, Irish, and Jewish children. When Ruth was 19 years old, she married John C. Batson, By the time they had children of their own, the Black population in Boston had nearly doubled. As a result, more and more white residents moved away. Boston experienced the worst white flight of any northern city. Because of that, segregation deepened. Ruth began to notice how segregation manifested in Boston public schools. One day, her white friend mentioned her child's science project. Ruth thought it sounded like a great way to get kids engaged. But then she realized her own daughter was never assigned projects like that. The education her black daughter was receiving was not equal to the education white students were receiving, and Ruth decided to take action. In 1951, Ruth ran for chair of the Boston Public School Committee, but she was unsuccessful. She found influence in other ways. In 1953, Ruth became the chairman of the Public Education Subcommittee of the NAACP. Four years later, she became the chairwoman of the NAACP's New England Regional Conference. She went on to become the first black woman on the Democratic National Committee and the first woman elected president of the NAACP's New England Regional Conference. In 1963, Ruth took her concerns to the Boston School Committee. She wanted the organization to acknowledge the de facto segregation in the city. She was adamant that predominantly black schools had worse facilities and fewer resources. She and the NAACP Education Committee even staged a sit-in. 
The committee chair at the time was Louise Day Hicks. Louise was Irish-American and the daughter of a wealthy banker and judge. She ran for the position using a campaign slogan similar to Ruth's a decade earlier, highlighting the fact that she was a mother. But there was a limit to their similarities. For one, Louise and her children all went to private Catholic schools, not the local public schools. And Louise refused to acknowledge that educational segregation existed in Boston. Thus began a battle between the two women. Activists and students staged walkouts to show how big and important an issue desegregation was. The Massachusetts governor got involved. He tried to make peace by drafting a statement. It used vague language that blamed widely recognized residential patterns for de facto segregation in Boston. The committee signed the statement, except for Louise Day Hicks. Ruth didn't sign off on it either. Louise continued her crusade to maintain the racial status quo in Boston. She even campaigned for mayor. Meanwhile, Ruth kept fighting to desegregate Boston schools. From 1963 to 1966, Ruth served as chairwoman of the Massachusetts Commission Against Discrimination. After that, she helped found the Metropolitan Council for Educational Opportunities Voluntary Desegregation Program. The program helped bus black children to better performing schools in other parts of the city. Ruth also took parents on tours of nearby suburban schools to show them the kinds of resources their children didn't have. She once said, you need to know what an overhead projector is in order to advocate for your child's school to have one. Ruth and the NAACP eventually brought a federal lawsuit against the Boston School Committee. And in 1974, the judge ruled that the committee had intentionally created and maintained racially segregated schools. Ruth was pleased, but she knew there was still a lot of work to be done. Ruth continued her activism and philanthropy. She established the Ruth M. Batson Education Foundation, which gives scholarships to Black students in need and funds educational trips to different countries in Africa. Ruth passed away on October 28, 2003. Her daughter Susan said Ruth believed that education was, quote, the greatest weapon Black people have. As always, we're taking a break for the weekend. We'll be back with a brand new theme in the new year. Thanks so much for having me as a guest host for this month. Talk to you Monday.